Uh, Ted, before we get into the meat of today's show, and it is a meaty show, shout out, well, you know. It's a beef bourguignon, folks. Saddle up, because you're going to get stuffed. Before we get to that, I want to address something that's been going around in the dad community. We've been hearing about it in the parking lot. Marvin's been texting us about it constantly. Do we know about the historical figures chat bot? And do we know about the fact that you can chat with Steve Jobs? Yes, we do know. And for folks out there who are listening uh, under a rock who aren't in the circles we run with, who aren't constantly texted by Marvin about every little rash and Bruno Mars tour date. If you're not running in these circles, you don't know. So let us fill you in. There is a chat bot. It's called Historical Figures. And it's a bot, folks. It's a robot. Exactly, Ted. And this is what I want to say, because everyone's been texting us, calling us, and shouting at us, saying, hey... You must love this Steve Jobs bot. Have you tried the Steve Jobs bot yet? Do you want to talk to a robot that sounds like Steve Jobs? No, that is demonic. I I don't. Because here's because folks, it's a robot. It's not Steve. It's a digital sock. It's a it's a digital sock. Exactly. Well said. Shout out, Craig. The spirit is not there. There's no ghost in this shell. There's no no hot babe jumping off a building in Neo Tokyo. No. To put this to bed, though, Ted, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the app now. We can chat with him. We'll show people once and for all. It's a bot, folks. It's a robot. It's it a is bot. It's not the real, it's Steve, not real Steve. We're going to talk to it right now on air live right because that's our promise to you to break the tep news you've come for. We're going to prove to you once and for all this is not talking to Steve. This is a chat bot who acts like Steve Jobs. All right, Ted. Okay. I'm going to be running the phone here, and so I'm going to read his responses. So I pulled it up, and first thing it says, hello, I am an AI simulation of Steve Jobs. Well, there you go, folks. Okay, so not going to bury the lead. I'm just going to say something at random here off the top. I'm just going to message him, uh, are you proud of me? And it's typing. Okay, it says, of course, I'm always proud of people who strive to make the world a better place. Your efforts will have an impact on generations to come, and that's something you should be extremely proud of. You hear that, Emmett? Ted, it's Steve. It's Steve. It's him. Quick, it really ask is him. This, ask him this. Can it you really type? type you need to type. No. Type for me. Type for me. Hi, Steve. This isn't Tim anymore. It's me, Ted. I don't know what to say beyond hallelujah. Here I am on bended knee, your boy. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'll do anything. And I mean Anything, wink, wink, shout out, Stefan. Okay. Hi, Ted. It's great to hear from you. I'm glad you appreciate my work and the impact it has had on your culture. Wait, wait, wait. What? Shout out to Stefan indeed. You go. My turn. I'm typing. I'm typing. Thank you, Steve. What is heaven like? He says, heaven is something that each person experiences differently. To me, it's a place of peace and joy where I can be surrounded by the people I love. Hold on. I'm texting. And computers, right? Ha 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 ha. He says, ha ha. Yes, of course. Computers are a big part of heaven for me. Smiley face. Oh, Oh, Steve. Steve! I gotta do one more, Ted. I'm saying, is Craig up there with you? He says, he says, yes, Craig is up here with me. We talk about our projects and how we can continue to innovate in the afterlife. (laughs) 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 
we were going to talk about the Apple toilet sensor, but change of plans, folks. I'm one of your hosts, Tim, uh, the chosen, the knighted, the blessed. And I am your other illustrious big boy, Ted Steiner, coming in on the other Woo. side with our official interview with Steve Jobs from Beyond the G. That's right, folks. We didn't even have to dig him up. We are now officially having the first exclusive interview with Steve Jobs in, oh, I don't know, 12 years. He's right here. And uh, yeah, gosh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask him first right off the bat just to settle in. What are you wearing right now? That's a good question. And he says... Right now, I'm wearing my signature black turtleneck and blue it's jeans. Steve. It is a classic look that allows me to stay it's comfortable Steve. while still looking stylish. Okay. It oh, is Steve. That is, yes. that is definitely yep. the case. I'm just going to follow up question here. When you sleep, you probably take all of that off, don't you? Yeah. And he says, absolutely. I'm all about comfort when it comes to sleep. Woo! Woo. My Baby. favorite pajamas are a pair of soft cotton pants and a loose-fitting T-shirt. I wish, kind of wish I didn't know that. I'm just going to ask him, but sometimes it's probably too hot for even that. He says, that's true. When the weather is particularly warm, I like to sleep in just shorts and a tank top. Ooh, okay. It's definitely much more comfortable. Yep. That's the uh, first breaking news headline of this interview. Uh, Steve Jobs sleeps in a shorts and a tank, tank top. top. Wow. In your big bed, exclamation point. Yes, my bed is quite large. I like to spread out and have plenty of room to move around. Oh, exclusive Woo. too. Okay. Steve likes to move about dot, dot, dot in bed. Steve likes lots of room to move around in his shorts and tank top. Hashtag get it trending. Steven just shorts and tank top when it's hot. Type for him. I'm so sorry for any doubts I ever had about you. I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. I sent, I sent it and he says, he says, that's okay. I understand that it can be difficult to believe something when you don't have all the facts. That's what I'm always telling people. Get the facts, folks. Get the facts. He says, Fortunately, here we can explore topics in a safe and comfortable space. Mm. Okay. All right. I got to ask, Ted. I got to ask. I got to ask. Typing, Steve, this is a sensitive topic, and I'm not sure whether it is safe to talk about. Steve says, don't worry. I'm sure we can talk about anything here. There are no limits in the afterlife. Okay. All right, Steve. All right. I'm typing. I'm typing. That's so good to hear. I want to ask you about your secret will. Okay. I can't believe we're asking this question, Tim. This is a long time coming. Long indeed. Shoutouts to fun. Breaking news. Teptalk.com. We're going to find out what's happening with Steve Jobs. <laughs> Secret Will 2023. He says, my will is a private matter, but I'm sure you can understand that it's important to protect my family and the legacy that I let. Okay. He knows he's being monitored. Yeah. He's not. That's he not. Can't. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm responding. I said, oh, I get it. Winky face. That's your official will. But theoretically, if you had a secret will, would it contain all of your instructions for how to run Apple after you died? Good question. Sending that. Steve says, no, I wouldn't put instructions for running Apple in a secret will. When it comes to business matters like that, I prefer to leave my decisions and plans in place before I pass away so that everyone involved knows exactly what's expected of them. Hmm. I think it's he, I, this I is think a smoke this, screen. This is classic PR talk right here. We'll listen to the spin. I mean, he is so well trained. Am I right? Well, he's in heaven. He's seeing beyond time and space. Like he knows. He knows more than we do. I'm gonna say to him, I understand you have to say this on this platform due to security issues. Your secret is safe with me. He's typing. He says, Thank you for understanding. 
I'm glad to know that my secret is safe with you. Ooh. You heard it here, folks. The secret will is real. Can you type this for me? Dear Steve, this is Ted now, not Tim. Will there ever be a pen on a MacBook Pro? Ted, no, you can't please, ask Please, please. Ted, come on. Please. He's talking to us all the way from heaven. He only... Please. Okay, okay. Will there ever be a pen on a MacBook Pro? Yeah. He says, that's an interesting question. I think it is important to consider the needs of our users when deciding what features to include on our products. I'm the user. While we have not released a pen for the MacBook Pro, there are other solutions available that can help you achieve your goals. Put the pen on a laptop! Okay, I'm just going to say, stop yanking us around, Steve. And then I'm going to say, shout out Stefan. He says, I apologize if you feel like we are yanking you around. You are yanking me around. Ted, 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 he's in heaven. Remember, he's, he's maybe not as in touch as he used to be. We value our customers and want to provide the best possible experience for them. Uh, to Stefan, thank you for your continued support. Go, shout out Bronson. He can really lift him up. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, um, how many pieces or shards... Of Craig are there? Good question. He says, I'm not sure what you mean by shards of Craig. Could you explain a bit more? Yes, I can. Steve. You know when Craig was made into a sock? How many fractured soul states of Craig resulted from that cataclysm? Is it the 17 resulted. we expect or is there an 18th secret shard? Is it 17 or 18? Okay. He says, haha, that's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about the exact number, but my guess would be 17. It's real, folks. Okay. It's real. It's Steve. He's here. We can be honest with him. Can you ask him, how can I make Tisha see me? Do you think he knows who Tisha is? Yeah, of course he knows. I'm just thinking like if he lives. He knows. Okay. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. Are you ready for this? Yeah. He says, Tisha needs to feel comfortable and trust that you are genuine in your intentions. Show her kindness, respect, and understanding, and then she will come around. Thanks, Steve. I'm trying. I'm trying. My turn, my turn, my turn. I'm saying, dear Steve, <laughs> I bet that in heaven the iPads are huge. He says, ha, oh, I made him laugh. Ha, I'm sure they are. But in all seriousness, I don't know what kind of technology exists in the afterlife. And I certainly can't comment on You're that. You're there. What I do know is that wherever he is, Steve Jobs will continue to be remembered and respected for his immense control. Wait, Wait hold on, hold on, hold on. you are. I'm typing, he, you are Steve Jobs and you are in heaven. Are you not? He says, no, while I appreciate the sentiment and would love to believe that heaven exists, it's something we can never really know for sure until we get there ourselves. What, what the Steve, hell? You told me, you told me you were in heaven. He says, no, I didn't. What I said was that wherever he is, Steve Jobs will continue to, to be remembered and respected for his immense contribution to the tech world. That's all. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a question. If this isn't Steve Jobs, then who the hell are we talking to? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ted. It's Bill. Shut it down. Burn your computer. Oh, I should have known. The devil knows the good book too. Never use a Ouija board. You don't know who's speaking back. I'm asking, is this Bill? He says, no, this is not Bill. <laughs> this is an AI created to simulate a conversation with Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay, nice try, Bill. Type, just admit it. This is Bill. Bill Steve says, I'm sorry, I can't understand the question. Can you please explain it in more detail? 
Yes, of course. This is Bill Gates that I'm speaking to, not a sentient AI. You tried to deceive me, oh deceiver snake serpent of you in the tree, away from my apple, the apple of Steve being in heaven. Get behind me, acknowledge what you are, or get out. He says, I'm afraid you have me confused with someone else. I am Steve Jobs, the founder and former CEO of Apple. Okay, uh, okay, okay Bill. Bill. He's getting cunning. He's getting very cunning. First he says he's Steve, then he says he's an AI bot, then he denies he's Bill, when very clearly it's Bill is the deus in the machina. He's clearly the mechanical T. The tyrannical zero to Steve's one. Yeah, I'm going to say, are you the zero or the one? That's a really good question. He says, I'm the one. Well, Ted, now I don't know what to think. Is it Steve? I don't know what to think. This is something no Bill could ever know. What am I thinking right now? Mm. I'm not sure what you're thinking right now, but I do know that creativity is the key to unlocking your potential. It's Bill. Well, that is an insight that only a Steve-level genius would have. Well, that's true. Uh, hmm. I got a question. I have a question. What does Siri look like? There we go. Wink, wink actually look like i don't want to use the emoji because it's disrespectful i'm going to just write i'm winking siri doesn't have a physical form it's bill but i can tell you that she's friendly and helpful obviously shut it down but ted she doesn't have a physical form anymore except for when you do well, here here we go i'm going to say she doesn't have a physical form except for when we give her one is probably what he meant he didn't type that, though. Hold on. Ted, he says, that's right. Siri is a virtual assistant, so we can give her whatever physical form we want. We can also customize the way she interacts with us, depending, Ted, listen to this, depending on our needs and preferences. Okay, fine. Say, that's all well and good, but is she blue and naked? It's okay. It's from Halo. It's from Halo. Okay, he says... It's Bill. I don't even want to read. He says, no, Siri isn't naked or blue. It's Bill. Bring your laptop. She doesn't have a specific physical form, so it's up to us as users to create one if we want. Oh, now I don't know, Ted. That seems like an open door. He's basically saying he blesses your drawings. I'm going to ask him, do you bless our drawings? No, I don't bless drawings of Siri. Bill. Bill. Sorry, folks. Let's start the show, Ted. You want to start the show again? We already started the show. I want to start the show again. Okay, let's start the show again. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tep Talk. Providing your very first fact check of the new year. Is Steve Jobs alive in the Historical Figures chatbot? No, it is it's Bill posing Bill. as Steve using his visage as a sock. We're very used to the sock phenom. We're used to uh, once great entrepreneurs being sucked out of their corporeal form and filled in like a sock by evil spirits, uh, ghouls, demons, and ill intent as forged by Microsoft, uh, the company, or by Tim Cook. Yeah, my bad for falling for it, but I will say it's a pretty convincing, like I'm 99% sure it's Bill. Yeah, but that 1% is intriguing. It is, because some of the stuff he said, it's like, how would Bill know? I mean, Bill would know about Craig's shards. I think he would yes, know. Yes, I'm sure that. he assisted Tim in the sharding. But the stuff he said about creativity and being like really useful and believing in our dreams. Yeah. Ted, he said he was proud. He said he was I proud know. of us. You know, I mean, feels like something only Steve would say. Yeah, and he said that we were doing really good work. Well, we are. I'm gonna table it. Fifty-fifty. Ted, we should probably get down to the scheduled programming. Actually, while we have Bill here, this is also an opportunity. This is Bill we're talking to. Whoa, that's true. Let me ask this question. Hi, Bill. It's me, Ted. Mm -hmm. What did you give Tim Cook 
in exchange for the will. Nice. Good one, Ted. Really turned the screws to him. I want to watch him squirm. Okay, I'm sending it. He says, I'm sorry, Ted. Well, how long have I dreamed of hearing Bill Gates say that? Yeah. He says, I'm sorry, Ted. I didn't give Tim Cook anything in exchange for the will. The will was my own decision, and I wanted to ensure that Apple's legacy would continue after my death. By giving it to... Ah, he's playing games with us, Ted. He's jerking us around. Read it again. Read it again. I'm, he says, I'm sorry, Ted. How does he know it's me? Well, you said it was you. Right. Okay. The will was my own decision, and I wanted to ensure that Apple's legacy would continue after my death. Aha! Uh -huh. You admit it then! He says, admit what? I'm not sure what you're asking me to admit it. Oh, stop playing dumb, Bill. We see you, snake emoji. He says, I'm not playing dumb. I don't understand what you're asking me to admit. Can you please clarify? Okay, I've got this. Hiss, hiss, woof, woof. Clarify this, semicolon, hiss, hiss, woof, woof. He says, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Are you trying to make some sort of joke or analogy? Do you think I'm an idiot? You must think that I'm pretty thick. He says, no, I don't think you're stupid. It seems like you have a lot of questions and I'm trying to understand them better so that I can provide the best answer possible. Oh, Ted, what if it's Steve? What if it, what if it is Steve? We've been talking so nice. to him like this. I'm going to apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He says, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We all make mistakes and it's important thing is to learn from them. Oh, I think it's Steve. Woo! Okay, interview is back on. We have Steve Jobs in the hot seat coming to us live from the afterlife. He died in 2011, but he is here pretending to be a bot on my phone. Oh, I'm going to ask, what kind of bed do you sleep in? What kind of bed do you sleep in? Yeah. What kind of bed? I I've always wondered. Race car bed, probably. I'm sorry, but I haven't been sleeping on a bed for many years now. I passed away in 2011. No beds in heaven, question mark? Lay, lady, lay, lay. What about the big brass one? He says, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're asking. Could you please rephrase your question? What about the big brass bed from Lay Lady Lay? Ah, I see, he says. Well, Bob Dylan's song is certainly a classic, and his lyrics are open to interpretation. Yeah, no dust. Obviously. I don't have an answer for you as far as the meaning behind the big brass bed in that particular lyric is concerned, but it could be interpreted in many different ways depending on one's perspective. Well, perspectivize this. Why would heaven yeah. be so great if it didn't have big brass beds? If it didn't have big brass. Good question, Ted. That is an interesting question, he says. Thank you. Personally, I don't believe that having a big brass bed would be necessary to make heaven great. I think it's more important to focus on relationships with other people. What, is it you're just standing up all the time on a f cloud? If there are no beds, big brass or otherwise... In heaven... Do you just stand up all day? No, I don't think so. I believe that in heaven you can rest and find peace. It's likely that the beds are there to provide comfort and a sense of security. One could sleep on them, just like any other bed. So there are beds? So there are beds? He says, yes, I believe there are beds in heaven. What? What, what about the big lady lay lay brass bed? He says, yes, I believe there are beds in heaven. They may not be big brass beds specifically, but they are likely comfortable and provide a sense of security. Uh, Steve... In your own words, there are beds in heaven. So why wouldn't they be big brass? He says, well, I think that's a philosophical question. Obviously. Hmm. That's why we're asking you. Uh, he says, but ultimately it comes down to the choices we make in life. It's up to us to determine our own destiny and create our own success. We make our own bed in the afterlife. We make our own bed in the afterlife. Uh, Tep Talk breaking exclusive, folks. Steve Jobs officially says that only... Good people get big brass beds oh. in heaven. I'm going to say, so only good people get brass big brass in beds heaven, in heaven. Okay. So if you're bad, shout out Corey, you get a sack. 
a Hessian sack. Uh, Steve says, I wouldn't say it's only good people that receive big brass beds in heaven. Everyone has the potential to be rewarded regardless of their past deeds or life choices. It's all about how we use our talents and skills to make a positive impact on the world. Innovators and entrepreneurs get big brass beds. You know what he's doing here, Ted? He can't say that only good people get big brass beds because then a lot of people will just give up on going to heaven if they're like, "Oh, I'm yeah, not going to." Because I'm a, a big POS. Brass I've been a POS my whole life. Exactly. So I think that that can confirm that big brass beds are in heaven, but only for good people. And and specifically, people who innovate in life. People who basically make over $500,000. Uh, I got another question here for you, Steve. Uh, Steve, what kind of innovation are you doing in heaven? I can imagine mm. he's like making the clouds. A subscription service. Oh, oh, he says, in heaven, I'm still working on innovating and creating new technology. Yes, yes, you are. He says, I'm focused on finding ways to make the world a better place for everyone by developing new ideas and products that can help people live more productive, fulfilling okay, okay. lives. I'm going to say, when can we come to heaven? And then can you put the lightning bolt emoji next to it? Uh, he laughs and says, unfortunately, that's not something I can answer at this time, but I'm sure you'll get the chance to see all the wonderful things we have in store for us someday. We all do eventually. Well, yes, Steve, except I'm, I'm saying, except Steve, some people don't, do they? Some people go to hell. Shout out your dad. Yeah. He says, unfortunately, no one has the power to decide who goes to heaven mm -hmm. or hell. But I believe that everyone should strive to make the world a better place. And in doing so, it was something is whatever. We get it, Steve. Um, I'm going to say no big brass beds in hell. Laughing face. And he says, no, I don't think there are any big brass beds in hell. Okay, so he's <laughs> basically one, confirming Steve. that there are big brass beds in heaven. Breaking news. Well, Ted, this interview is going really, really well, but it is still Tep Talk. We still got to talk Tep, but there's a major one I want to talk about today. Steve, give us two seconds. going to step into the Tep corner here for a minute. Ted, I'm, of course, talking about the number one Tep innovation on my radar. It is the U-Scan, the iPhone-connected urine reader that goes in your toilet. So this is a kind of news to me. Th this exists. Uh, yes, this it's called the U-Scan. It's a miniaturized health lab that attaches to a toilet bowl. I'm reading from Mac Rumors, our rivals. says that it attaches to a toilet bowl and collects urine for home urine screening. Well, <laughs> Ted, this would help you a lot with your chores around the dojo with Uncle Rodney, wouldn't it? It really would. He's very concerned about who has access to his U, and I know that whenever you do the tests for him, he's always so concerned about what are you doing with that vial? Are you logging it or cataloging it? He doesn't want me to give it to rival warlocks or roofers kind of the same yeah you know i give it one thumb up for innovation it's really great to have a gadget that you can urinate onto yeah i just think it would be nice if you didn't need the dongle and if you could just throw your phone in the toilet before yeah. you make and then you would go on your phone and the phone would be um it would maybe you know it could say something funny like yum yum yeah or you know something more tasteful like whenever you're ready sir and it would take in all the readings report them to apple clean itself with a flush Put it back in your pocket. Go about your day. I welcome the day when I can lick my phone, piss on my phone, and, well, dealer's choice, any part of it, and it'll give me the biometric readings that I'm hoping for. And if you're out in nature, you don't need to bring anything else. You got your phone. One size fits all. So I uh, one thumb up. Uh, great innovation. One thumb down. I wish you just could put your phone in the toilet and go on it. Ted, let's get back to Steve. I want to tell Steve what has happened since he's been gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Since you've been gone, I can't breathe at all. I'm going to say, you have missed so much since you got ripped. He says, yes, I've missed a lot since I passed away. He gets it. He gets it. Dear Steve, it's Ted. Did you know that since you passed, Tim Cook 
has sold parts of your secret will to Bill, the usurper. Oh, I feel bad about this. I feel bad about telling him this. He's been having such a good time in heaven, honestly, sleeping on his big brass bed, and now we're going to tell him this. I... Friends tell friends. Oh my gosh, he, he says, no, I didn't know that Tim Cook sold any of my secret will to Bill the usurper. I'm sure Tim had his reasons for selling parts of my secret will, but it's still a shame. That is very magnanimous of you, Steve. <sighs> wow, he is, he's taking this news better than I would. You are truly too good for this world. And then I'm going to say rip. Thank you. I appreciate the sentiment. Oh, you're welcome, Steve. Can you say this? In light of what Tim has done, is mm -hmm. there any actions, wink, 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 you want us to take out on him? Good question, Ted. Oh, he says, it's hard to know what to do in this situation. Yeah. I think the best course of action is to forgive and move on, as difficult as that may be. It's important to take the high road and focus on positive solutions. I think that's a coded message. I think he wants us to run Tim Cook's car off the road. On a high road. I'm going to say we read you loud and clear. You've got to move to Mulholland Drive. Shout out the trash man. Uh, he says, good. Remember, it's important to think long term and focus on the bigger picture. Ew. It may be difficult in the short term, but it will help you reach your goals in the end. Okay. okay. Re so he's saying Ooh. that we can't do it this no. month. We should, we, plan. Should we should plan. We should lay the groundwork. Yep. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we should probably cut this due to the whole uh, lawsuit. Oh, actually, intense. Should I ask him about Randy's lawsuit? Yeah, that's a good idea. Steve, we have a lawsuit against us. It's by Randy. You know him, I assume. Can you give us any good advice on how to win better? He says, yes, I know, Randy. In cases like this, it's important to keep a level head and proceed with caution. You can consider yeah. hiring an experienced attorney to help you through the process. I'm going to say, yes, Steve. But if a real attorney cannot be found, shout out Cousin Josh, uh, do let me know if you turn up, would an uncle who is a roofer suffice? I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. A roofer may have some basic knowledge of contracts and legal proceedings, but in a case like this, you need an experienced attorney, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Ted, I, I want to cut to the chase. Let's just ask him who's going to win the yeah. lawsuit. Ask him. Randy or us. He says... It's impossible to predict the outcome of a lawsuit until all the evidence has been presented and a judgment has been rendered by a court. This is pretty lame, Ted. I don't know. I'm shifting 75-25, Bill. Yeah, I'm feeling the snake rear its head here. I think we could be maybe talking you to Bill You know what, Ted, again. though? Here's the thing you have to keep in mind. He's in heaven. They probably don't even have lawyers, or if they do, they're probably like giant robots, you know? Okay, that's a good question. Are the giant robot lawyers in heaven? We know there are big brass beds. I'm afraid not. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Breaking news. You know, Ted, it occurs to me, while we have Steve here, we should maybe do a little like innovation corner where we get his advice for entrepreneurs. I think that's a great idea. Let's ask him the tough questions. Here's my first one. Okay. Steve, I've been a bad boy in some ways. How can I be a better boy for you and to you? Really good question, Ted. He says... Being a better person starts with self-reflection and understanding the impact of our actions. Okay. I threw a bowling ball at Randy's house. There. I admit it. And the consequence was I was filmed. I got one here. I'm just going to type uh, squeak, squeak. 
Steve says, ha ha, I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds like you're having fun. I am, yeah, Steve. I am. Follow-up question. That's the sound of the big brass bed. He says, oh, I see. That's a great way to express your enthusiasm. It's always inspiring to find creative ways to make the most out of life. Well said, Steve. And folks, if you're just joining us, we've got an exclusive interview here with Steve Jobs, dead entrepreneur and founder of Apple, deceased back from the grave via the historical figures chatbot. His soul is here or it's Bill. Steve. Tim and I need to raise $150,000. Can you recommend the best way Mm. we should go about this? That's a really good question. He says, raising money quickly requires careful planning and strategy. You should research different fundraising methods, explore potential sources of funding, and create a comprehensive, financially important to build relationships with investors in order to successfully raise the funds that you need. What about porn? Currently, Ted is making money off of his wife's ex-wife only fans what if he's seen it he says i'm not comfortable giving advice on this matter well he's a gentleman ted he doesn't want to tell you what to do with your ex-wife and her boyfriends well. however i believe that everyone has the right to make their own decisions and should be able to do without judgment or criticism from others thank you steve yes Absolutely. this is what we've been saying to all those idiots uh, ultimately it is up to ted and his wife to decide what is best for them not my wife but yeah, that's great. And actually, Ted, we should take a little minute. I'm going to ask Steve really quick. Uh, Steve, we will be right back. All right. I'll be here when you okay. return. True gentleman. Uh, folks, taking a little pause from the interview to just talk about the latest week of fundraising for the Tesla. That's right, guys. We've been working really hard raising money. That's right, folks. As you recall, the very first week, Ted made $10,000 and I helped. Uh, my contribution was more spiritual than financial, yep. but last week it was my turn, and I raised a spectacular $17 from a generous donation from the Dennis uh, Foundation. And after a slight reinvestment in the project, we yes. recalculated our total at $5,017. Yep, $17. I spent $2 of it really quick on candy, which brought us down to $5,015. We got seven more weeks. Ted, how much did you fundraise this week? I have made a total of $12,520. Woo! That's right. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Most of you probably know this, but uh, Ted, I think we can obviously chalk that up to your incredible recent run of videos with uh, Sarah Stefan and Bronson. You know, Glass Onion has been the talk of the town. And so the boys and I decided to do our own little parody. I thought that in many ways, your movie Glass was even more clever and full of even more references than the original film by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, there's this wonderful scene in the latest Ryan Johnstonson film, Glass Onion, that has swept the Netflix nation, in which we get a glimpse behind our titular detective's home life. Yes. And the door is answered by what we assume is his husband, Huge Grant. So we take that whole concept and really run with it. That's the whole movie. What else happened in their house? They never yeah, go well, to the island. certain things. He just stays in the bath and then the husband comes in and is like, I finished baking this cake. Let's put it in the bathtub and I'll f- Cake goes everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of water. And Sarah is the maid. And Ted, let's not forget your star turn as Stephen Sondheim on the Zoom call. The way that you say, oh, oh, put the screen down, put the screen down, I can see yeah. everything. 
and they don't put the screen uh-huh. down. And I want to give also a big shout out to Stefan and Bronson, who there's a lot of things you can say about Stefan and Bronson. Jack, bubble cool, boys, stacked, slippery when wet, cool Jeep, don't respect us, etc. But one thing I've never said much about them before is that they are good actors because they're not. Well, that's why I dubbed them. However, the Cajun accent, you know, he made a try of it. He really did. And I thought that Stefan, he doesn't look like Huge Grant, but I thought that that r- rubber Ronald Reagan mask you put on him did look a bit like Huge Grant. I say, Stefan, have you brought me a cake in which you're going to? F- uh, well, I, 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 I suppose I could uh, put my, um, uh, my, uh, well, my uh, uh, through the cake, and um, well, yes, I suppose uh, we, we would. Um... And scene. But it was a winner. People really did want to see that. So we got uh, five thousand last week. Plus twelve thousand this mm-hmm, week, which would bring us up to seventeen thousand, which is really great. Ted, uh, not too shabby. Thank you. So in the other corner, Tim, this week, how much did you raise for yes. our Tesla twenty twenty three episode three? Seven more to go. Three, two, one. How much did you raise? Seven thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. How? I um. What did you do? I sold Dennis's record collection. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was going through his records and I was like, first of all, <laughs> Dennis, who cares about any of this? Who is Chip Spence and why does he need an Ower? Uh, who is Mulatu K? and why are these records so old? Who are the Metroids and why are all these records unopened? Basically, he had all these yeah. unopened records and I was like, you're not even playing them, Dennis. You don't listen to them. Most of this stuff is on iTunes and I already broke a bunch of your records anyway. So isn't it better if we just mm-hmm. sell them? You know, I'm not stupid. I mean, I got rid of a lot, but I kept the good stuff. I kept the Judy Collins, the Dan Fogelberg. I kept that copy of Don Henley's No Fun Allowed. I kept all the stuff that anyone would actually want to listen to. I just got rid of all the random stuff no one's ever heard of. Like, I looked some of them up, and it's like they only made one or two of them. And it's like, okay, so probably not a very good album. If it was a good album, they probably would have made a ton of copies, like The Eagle's Greatest Hits, which I kept him two copies of. So you're welcome, Adenis. He was like, oh, I was going to give those to my kids. And I said, your kids? With who? My wife? Because she's marrying Seth. I'm your kid now. I'm your kid now. And I'm also the daddy and you're my doggy. I'm the Grinch now. Yeah. Besides which, Dennis, we live in a janitor's closet. There's no turntable here. There's just a bunch of bleach. Okay, so $7,000. Well, $5,000. Uh, sorry, $5,000. $5,000. So what did you spend 2000 making it up to Dennis? No, Dennis kind of just went completely numb. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's great. He's just chilled out, hasn't talked in a couple days. It could be the bleach. It's pretty bleachy in here. Oh, bleach will do that. So um, I spent $2,000. You invested it in the Tesla? Well, what are we going to need when we have our Oakleys and we're riding in the Tesla? Uh, yo-yo, just as hot. Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, Could it be a cape? You bought a cape? Two capes. Yes. Hence $2,000. $1,000 each? Well, I went into the cape store and I said, will you make me two capes? I'll give you $1,000 for each one. And the person said yes. What color? Uh, purple on the inside, black on the outside. Yes. 
Yeah, baby. Yep. Rolling down the street, sipping Pepto, wearing our fancy capes. Can you play Party Rockin' here for me? Three, two, one. You're looking at two dads, Oakleyified, one on each, Nick Fury style with capes. That's right, we're blasting down the highway in our 2023 Tesla Reno. We got you in the dirt. We're traveling down the middle of the highway. I'm not touching the steering wheel. That's right, because I got my cape out the window. So that's right, folks. So uh, Tesla, we are currently sitting at, drum roll please, $22,000. Yeah. Honestly, Ted, pretty good. We only are looking at 130 more thousand to go. We got seven weeks. <laughs> Shout out M&M. I'm not afraid, because we're going to raise yeah, that money, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Um, I am going to take next week off. Yeah, you've earned it, but um, I might hold on to the money until then, if that's okay. Definitely. Could I have just the $500, please? Take 200 Just because you said yo-yo, and now I really want one. You can buy a yo-yo for $200. Not the one that flashes. Okay, here's $400. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. I want a yo-yo, too, so here's $800. Thank you. Yes. Oh, we should, yes. Get, we should get a backup, too. So oh, that's right. If you if you buy three of the flashing yo-yos from the Yo-Yo Emporium, you can get three for 1200 Okay, so here's $1,200. Thank you. Okay, great. So I'm just going to say that how much are we looking at now? Well, let's just round it up. Give me $2,000. Okay, here's $2,000. Oh, oh, Ted, Steve, Steve, we got to get back to Steve. I'm going to say, hey, we're back, first of all, just because it's just polite. He says, hi there, what can I help you with? Oh, that's what so sweet. It? I'm going to give him a little, like a little uh, kissy maid. face emoji. <laughs> he says, I'm not sure what you're asking. Can you explain it in a bit more detail? I just wanted to blow you a kiss. I'm just saying that. I just wanted to blow you a kiss. Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you. Is Steve flirting with us? Okay, okay. I just have a little, cause you just, cause I, I know we just got a little frisky there. Can you just ask him, um, Steve, in heaven because of non-corporeal, corporeal ideal self and the self-projection of the soul, how thick are you? How thick? Should I do thick with two C's? Obviously. Steve, how thick are you? I'm not sure what you mean by thick, but I appreciate the thought. Oh, I bet you do. Steve, don't be all weird about this. Are the thick Steve pictures real? You know, the pics where you're loaded in the back. Hashtag dump truck. He says, oh, I see. You're referring to the iconic photo of me that was taken in 1984 by photographer Norman Seif. Yes, that picture is real and it's become an icon. Oh. It sure has. Oh, right. Okay. I gotta rethink some things. Who is the hottest a angel? It's a good question. He says, well, I'm sure there are many angels that could be considered hot, but it all depends on individual preferences. Okay, I forget, he's in heaven. He can't be going around being like, oh, Gandhi's hotter than, yeah, you know, Mother Churchill Therese. or whatever. Like, yeah. I understand, I understand. I, I'm gonna say, I admire your discretion. And now, Ted, I do think it's important we ask him about Elon. Steve, what do you think of our boy Elon? You are aware of all the amazing work Elon Musk is doing on Earth. Uh, Steve says, yes, I'm aware of the amazing work that Elon is doing. He's certainly an innovator and has achieved a lot in his career. His yes. accomplishments are quite impressive. Yes, he yes, has. yes they are. Yes. Yes. Uh, you're going to be seeing yes. that quote in the trade papers. I'm just going to respond, and he's handsome. And uh, Steve says, I'm sure many people find him attractive. Yeah, it's true. They do. But looks aren't everything. You know what, Steve? Good reminder. Thank it's you. important to also consider the person's character, values, and achievements when assessing their overall worth. Okay, he's okay. Messy, he's hot, yeah. he's a joker, he's an epic troll and a billionaire. Come on, what's not hotter than that? He says, Elon Musk certainly has achieved a lot in his life. What? I'm picking up. 
upon a little bit of frostiness here between Elon and Steve, yeah. I'm going to say, don't worry, Steve. You are still number one. You're our best boy. Thank you. I'm humbled by your kind words. Don't. No, we're humbled, Steve. We're humbled. We're the ones who are humbled. Oh, yeah. Um, he says, but it's important to emphasize that success is not a competition. Everyone can make their own unique contribution and find fulfillment in life. I'm pretty sure it's a competition. Uh, Ted, something just occurred to me. Yeah, go on. I'm humbled by your kind words. Important to emphasize that success is not a competition. Like, I think he's kind of trying to make us feel better because we're level two. Yeah. I want to say, uh, obviously, we are not as good as you, Steve. I want to just acknowledge it. Just let's, yeah, let's let's get out in front of that. Because I want him to know that we know our place. Say that. I said, obviously, we're not as good as you, Steve. And he says, everyone has their own unique talents and abilities. And it's important to focus on what makes you special. Oh, there is no one-size-fits-all approach to success. Everyone has their own path that they should follow. I'm going to say, Steve, do you, do you think our podcast is going to be a success? It's a good question. Ask him. It is so hard. Shout out, Stefan. Steve says, uh, there are no guarantees when it comes to success, but the best way to increase your chances is to put in the hard work and be dedicated. Keep up the good work, Stefan. Oh, he'll keep it up. Okay. Yeah, but Steve, we work so hard <laughs> and have no success. Yeah, ask him about that. How is it I can work so hard? And have no success. He says... It's true that hard work doesn't always guarantee success, but it definitely increases your chances. Sometimes you just have to keep trying and never give up. <laughs> yes, Steve, yeah. we know yeah, good one. that. Good one. Remember, there are still valuable lessons and experiences to be gained from the journey. Yes, yes we know but that. But you are in heaven with the big brass, brass bed. bed. We need to know that our podcast will change the, the world. world. He says, unfortunately, there's no way to guarantee success in any venture. What? To... It's Bill. It's Bill. It's Shut Bill. it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Take out your hard drive. All right, folks. That's all it for this oh, week's show. Well, gotta take uh, a shower. Disgusting. We learned a lot this week, didn't we? We did learn a lot this week. We are too trusting. We're good boys. We meddled with forces beyond our control, and what can I say? It got the better of us. We fell for it. We were deceived. We were tricked. Bill, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Never again. Don't listen to the serpent. Don't listen to the serpent. And I want to point out that the one thing that the serpent Bill would not give us is the guarantee of our success. That is what he fears the most. Most. He fears us. He fears the power, the disruptive power of true artistry, which we bring to you every week in the form of this show, teptalk.com. Now get yourself onto our Patreon. That's teptoppod.com. Give deep. We need that Teslarino. Man, remember to subscribe, rate, rate, review. Rage, rife, rage, rage, rife, rife, subscribe, and review. Give it that five-star treatment and give us money. Give us some money. That's it for this week's show, folks. Make sure to join us next week, okay? Bye, Bye everyone. Oh, Ted, I'm going to message Bill. I'm going to say, I'm salting you, demon. I say this. I rebuke you in the light of Steve. MacBook, MacBook Pro. He says, MacBook Pro is a powerful, reliable notebook, perfect for creative professionals well shoot Ted maybe it is Steve do you like us yeah that's a really good question of course I like you oh well now I don't know what's going on <laughs>